Hello, I'm your host Alexis Parks and welcome to another Game Creativity Podcast. Today's podcast is titled Epic's Marketing Success and I'm going to be talking about marketing within the video game industry. I'll specifically be looking at Epic's video game Fortnite and their marketing strategies because they have proven time after time to be tremendously successful. Okay, to start, I just want to briefly go over how this podcast is going to be set up. So I'm going to start off with an overview of marketing and then the general benefits of why having a solid marketing team is so important. And then I will transition to examining Fortnite and examining Fortnite's marketing strategies as a whole. I will then focus on discussing how Fortnite successfully targets their different audiences and how they spread game awareness. And then I would like to discuss how Fortnite itself is a marketing platform for other brands and how they have been able to capitalize this to gain more popularity themselves. And then to wrap it up together, I'll be talking about how Fortnite is, how Fortnite differs from other games and how they have just been tremendously successful. As stated, I'm going to start off with an overview of marketing. On the most basic level, marketing refers to activities associated with communicating, advertising, delivering, or selling products or um, services to customers. The term marketing encompasses a lot of smaller sectors. A few of the most well-known sectors are traditional marketing, digital marketing, relationship marketing, and brand marketing. We will see shortly how all four of these marketing sectors are used simultaneously by marketing teams in order to create successful video games such as Fortnite. Traditional marketing refers to the marketing through phone calls, TV, or print, basically any channel that does not use the internet. Digital marketing, on the other hand, is all internet-based. Marketing through social media, emails, or on websites are all great examples of digital marketing. Relationship marketing is the marketing strategy that builds customer loyalty. Relationship marketing is important when it comes to video games because it helps ensure players and customers play the game, um, play game, game after game. Lastly, there is brand marketing. Brand marketing focuses on promoting the company and making sure that the brand as a whole stands out. With Fortnite, the, the company is Epic Games. Now that I've covered very briefly the basics of marketing, specifically the sectors that are important for video game creation, I want to talk more specifically about the benefits of marketing because without marketing, video game industry would have not been able to flourish. Nobody would know about video games. Video games and video game companies would not have the following. Updates to games would go unnoticed and video game companies would not have enough support to keep creating. In my experience, marketing is not the first thing people think of when they think about the behind the scenes of video games and their creation. Typically, what comes to mind first are the graphic, sound, multimedia designers and engineers. And of course, the writers and the actual game designers. All very important and necessary jobs. However, what I'm trying to show throughout this podcast is how important marketing is because without a strong marketing team, that focuses on a large variety of marketing sectors, the graphic, sound, multimedia designers, and engineers will have spent hundreds of thousands of hours perfecting an amazing game with amazing quality that nobody nobody will know about since it won't have the mark since it won't have the marketing be won't have been marketed effectively. Marketing is the glue that holds and brings everything together to create a wonderful outcome. Now I'd like to transition and focus more specifically on Fortnite. 
For those who may not know, Fortnite is a free-to-play online video game developed by Epic Games. Fortnite is a relatively new game. It was first released in 2017 and very quickly rose to popularity. Looking at it more technically, Fortnite is distributed as three different game modes using the same engine, each has very similar graphics, art assets, and same game mechanics. The different game modes are Save the World, Battle Royale, and Creative. Fortnite Battle Royale is by far the most popular Fortnite mode. Within two weeks of being released, over 10 million players had been play- had played bo- Battle Royale mode. And just a few months later, over 125 million players had played the mode. The speed at which Fortnite blew up in the popularity is best described as a coach- cultural phenomenon. Fortnite is by far Epic Games' most prominent um, source of revenue. It was recently released in 2018 and 2019 combined. Fortnite made over $9 billion across all platforms, which is crazy. But how does a game that is free to play generate that much revenue? This is a very common question because Fortnite was in fact the first free-to-play game that was able to generate that much revenue in such a short period of time. To help put that number in perspective, Fortnite made approximately $2 million a day. Now I want to talk a little bit about Fortnite's target audience. Fortnite is pretty interesting because its age demographics of who is playing the game is extremely wide. The game itself is marked as 12 and up, but kids much younger are playing. The primary age group that is playing, though, is about 18 to 24. I believe the statistic is about 62% of all players are are in the age range as 18 to 24. And then it's about 22% are in the age range of 25 to 35, and I believe it's 12% is 35 to 40. At first, these numbers don't seem that weird. Like, of course, kids younger than the recommended age are going to be playing Fortnite. And of course, adults older than the average age are going to be playing. But if you start to think about it, it can get a little weird. Like, imagine a seven-year-old playing a first-person shooter game with a 40-year-old. It's a little weird, especially if you consider the fact that most active players are using mics, so they're talking to each other throughout the game. So again, a seven-year-old talking to a 40-year-old about like their game strategies in this like shooting game. Luckily, This pair-up doesn't happen that often because Fortnite uses lobbies. And the way Fortnite does their lobbies is they cut them off based on skill. So since younger players typically have less experience during the game, playing the game and using the controllers, they tend to play less experienced players. So younger kids play younger kids. Now, this isn't always perfect because some older players also have less skill, so then they will be mixing match. But for the most part, it's pretty separated. And then again, older players with a lot more skill will be playing older players. So this is Fortnite's way of trying to make everyone happy because younger kids are encouraged to play because they're not, you know, immediately being killed and by the older, more experienced players. They get more practice and eventually they keep moving up. So the competition is always hard, but it is not impossible. As an aside, I think it's kind of interesting to note. Personally, I think the lobbies, the skill-based lobbies is is a good idea just because it's kind of separating the different skill classes, which makes sense to me as somebody who's not an avid video game player. 
But for many of the more advanced players, very competitive, possibly amateur or even pro players, they actually, it has a little bit of a controversy because it is, um, many players will try to get in lower skill lobbies so they can get easier kills and they can do better in tournaments and they can just do better at the game altogether, which has created a little bit of controversy, like I said, but we won't get into too much of that just because it's not about marketing. But if you'd like to learn more, I do recommend you look that up because it is very fascinating. Diving back into how Fortnite targets some of their younger players is through toys. There are a lot of Fortnite toys out there that younger players are just constantly buying. And if you think about it, the more products, the more toys that younger players see and get their hands on, the more relevant Fortnite stays in their life because they're always being reminded of the game and their friends are always being reminded of the game even if they're not physically playing it at that moment. A few examples of these Fortnite toys are Fortnite Monopoly, Fortnite action figures, Fortnite Legos, stuffed animals, costumes. There are so many ways that children can be exposed to Fortnite even if their parents or are not letting them play at that moment or if they just don't have the game yet. And in addition, the kids are just playing the game, so they're also being exposed that way. And that is so it's no surprise that Fortnite is a very popular game amongst children and children younger than the recommended age 12. Fortnite also does an amazing job at targeting the most popular age demographic, teens, specifically 18 to 24 year olds. One of the ways Fortnite does this is by having guest character skins that the players can buy. For example, Fortnite had Ghostbuster skins, Doctor Doom skins, and a lot of other skins that teenagers would be attracted to because they're from movies that they've liked, they've grown up with, and they're comfortable with. Just kind of a fun twist on the game that attracts a lot of people and encourages them to spend more money on the game. Overall, Fortnite is really good about knowing what that teen to young adult age is really looking for. For example, Fortnite also has concerts that encourage people and players to play and just to log on to Fortnite as a whole. For example, Fortnite had a Travis Scott concert, uh, which attracted over 12 million players. And then Fortnite capitalized and released slash sold specific gear and skins over the two-day event. That event was so well published, players and non-players were talking about it for, for days before and days after the concert took place, showing that Fortnite is really good at staying in the public's eye and just keeping up with what their players and fans want to see and want to do with the game. So I basically already touched on how Fortnite spreads their game awareness, but I just want to reiterate some of the ideas. So basically, Fortnite's main strategy is to stay relevant by adapting, adding new elements to the game, creating new merchandise, toys, and collaborating, and overall just staying in the media and in the public's eye. Another really cool component of that Fortnite has created into their games and is arguably one of the smartest things they have done to maintain game awareness and game retention is they created something called Seasons, where basically every 10 weeks a whole new season would launch. They'd premiere a new trailer, the storyline would update, the map would change, new characters were introduced, new skins were introduced, and this whole concept attracted a lot of attention because it was so new and unique, but it also kept players interested 
which increased Fortnite retention rates and it increased fan and player loyalty. So you see, one of the main reasons Fortnite has been so successful and they, especially in like the game awareness aspect, is because they're not afraid to try unique new things that other game companies haven't done. And because of this, they're always in the public's eye and they're always being talked about, which just overall increases their fans, their loyalty, and their player retention rate. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is how Fortnite markets other brands, which is wildly different than any other video game company, and it's very unique to Fortnite. Fortnite itself has become the greatest marketing tool in video game history. Before Fortnite, video games typically would have ads, which were not very successful and not very memorable. It would be like a quick ad from Coca-Cola trying to get some players to drink Coke while playing video games, but no players watched it. They skipped over it, ignored it. It wasn't very successful. But Fortnite now has taken marketing to a whole nother level. In 2018, Fortnite joined a campaign for the FIFA World Cup. Fortnite did this in order to capitalize on the global event and to gain more support for their game. In this particular scenario, it was mutually beneficial because soccer players globally were referring to Fortnite in their celebration dances and FIFA were uh, enjoyed the viral moment when soccer players performed Fortnite dances after scoring goals and attracting large media attention. So from this one event, we can see how Fortnite is able to pair with other brands, pair with other, in this case, sports, and actually market themselves, but also market others. Another brand that Fortnite partnered with in 2018 were the Adventures movies. Fortnite added a twist to the game where players could hunt down the Infinity Stone. This collaboration, again, was mutually beneficial because both from, for both brands because it encouraged Avengers fans to play Fortnite to get this like unique adventure, limited time experience, and it encourages players to go watch the Avenger movies if they already hadn't because they were curious. Like If they were hunting down for the Infinity Stone, what was that really? like? They wanted to know more. Since 2018, Fortnite's partnerships have only increased. They have partnered with the NBA, FIFA, the DC Comics, the Marvel Comics, and Fortnite has also hosted and partnered with famous rappers like Travis Scott and famous DJs like Marshmallow, which, as I stated a little earlier in this podcast, have been tremendously successful. I mean, as I stated earlier in this podcast, the Travis Scott concert pulled in over 12 million players. Another way Fortnite uses their platforms to help market other brands and their partnerships is through their skins. Fortnite allows players to buy skins so that this way they can individualize and personalize more aspects of the game they play, ultimately creating a better playing environment. Fortnite skins are very popular because not only do they have their own original, fun, unique skins to choose from, but they also have skins that they are partnered with. For example, players can buy Dawn skins from The Mandalorian, once again showing how Fortnite is benefiting from marketing other brands, in this case The Mandalorian, because Fortnite is collecting the players' purchases of these skins, and Star Wars, the Star Wars franchise, is benefiting because all of a sudden they're getting all this new brand awareness from all the different players purchasing and just seeing the Dawn skins for sale and throughout the game, the Fortnite game. 
Fortnite has overall done an amazing job at just creating this mutually beneficial partnerships with some very popular and some very well-known brands. Overall, Fortnite is the first video game company to be a marketing tool, and they have been tremendously successful, which is another way that they differ from tr other traditional video games. From the start, Fortnite did not try to fit in. They wanted to do something new. They wanted to achieve more than people expected them to. And they did this by focusing on what their clients wanted and, the, and partnering with popular franchises and influencers to create a unique experience that their clients weren't expecting but would be thrilled about. Expanding overall, this expanded their client base and their brand loyalty. Throughout this podcast, I have talked a lot about Fortnite's different market strategies and how Fortnite is run, but I want to go over briefly their set market strategies that have proven to be very effective. For their first strategy is free-to-play. Fortnite's free-to-play strategy gained them a lot of popularity fast because everyone could play. Kids didn't have to ask their parents permission. They also didn't have to ask their parents to pay for the game since most kids do not have their own income. And older players didn't have to decide if Fortnite was really where they wanted to put their money. If this purchase was gonna be better than waiting a little bit longer and possibly purchasing another game. A lot of people were skeptical at the beginning and honestly didn't think Epic's choice to make Fortnite a free to play game a smart decision. They didn't believe they would make any money. But looking at all the stats now, you can see that, in fact, it was one of the best decisions Epic's made because Fortnite brings in their the most revenue out of all their games. And the main reason for this is they have such a large uh, retention rate between players and their fan loyalty is just extremely high. Another quick aspect that of Fortnite that pairs along with the free-to-use video game um, aspect is the fact that the game itself is very user-friendly and honestly pretty cartoonish. This kind of led to it absolutely one reason it did so well in the market because the actual aesthetics of the game were very appealing to teens and kids. Fortnite's second strategy was to capitalize and make sure all their players were happy. They did this by making sure that their game ran smoothly, that their game was unique, that their game was just an overall positive experience. And this was very important because since it was a free-to-play game, everyone could play, which meant friends were encouraging friends to play, friends were talking about it, and all this stuff. So then the next thing Fortnite knew and Epic Games knew was Fortnite's uh, players were quickly like duplicating in apps. You saw the rise in popularity, which meant a stronger fan base, a stronger player base, which slowly led to more revenue that Fortnite was able to generate for Epic Games. I mean, now looking at how Fortnite was able to gain so much popularity so fast, it, it you can see that Fortnite's word of mouth marketing strategy was arguably the best that any video game has ever had. Lastly, Fortnite's third strategy was to stay in the public's eye and be relevant at all times. Fortnite's heavily use is used and still uses inf the influencer market to manage and gain more fans and players. The influencer market allows players to watch others play the video game, to learn tricks, to learn hacks, to learn all the stuff that they might not have known. And then it's also just an interesting. 
video game influencers typically just have a large followings because they are very popular. So having influencers talking about Fortnite, again, just helped Fortnite rise to popularity and stay very relevant amongst pretty much all ages. Another thing to quickly note is Epic's real accomplishment is making Fortnite a fun and wildly engaging game before they ever try to cash in as a virtual marketing tool for other brands. If you think about it, brands wouldn't be talking to Epic if Fortnite hadn't been so successful in the foundations and in the first place. Which really goes to show that Fortnite's marketing team was very successful when planning Fortnite. And they were able to look at all different sectors of marketing and create such a strong foundation for Fortnite that at marketing other brands was even possible. Because looking at other video games, you don't see that very often. And maybe you will, since Fortnite has shown that it is possible and all the you know, success they've had with it. But as of now, Fortnite is very unique and is the first video game and most successful video game to have done this. Overall, I hope this podcast has helped touch on why marketing is such an important, has such an important role in the video game industry and how it is able to break or make a video game. Now, I know marketing isn't necessarily the coolest job compared to the graphic, sound, multimedia designers and engineers that are spending, like I said before, hundreds of thousands of hours perfecting these complicated, unique, really cool games. But I hope that (laughs) this podcast has shown that marketing is the tool that brings it all together. Marketing allows video games to have a fan base. And with that, this podcast is coming to a conclusion. Thank you so much for listening to me talk about marketing within the video game industry and Fortnite. I hope it was clear to you how Fortnite is Epic's main marketing success. It is really remarkable to see how much Fortnite was able to accomplish in such a small period of time. It is clear that Epic Games has dedicated a lot of talent and a lot to Fortnite brand, especially to their marketing team. And I'm really excited to see where Fortnite will go in the future and to see what new marketing techniques they take in and just see how their brand successfully grows. And I really hope you are too. I highly encourage you to come back and listen to more Game Creativity podcasts. There are really a lot of really cool, unique podcasts on this channel. This is your host, Alexis Parks. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.